VoiceAmerica.com. Eddie George Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now, here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to uh, Radio by George. I am your gracious host for the day, Eddie George, coming to you live. That's right, this is live. This is not Memorex or pre-taped. So get lined up right now. We're going to have a great show, so get ready to call in. But before I get to that, as usual, I'm going to give you my update. I've been gone for two weeks, and since the last time I left you, great people, we were uh, in the eve of the election period, and I would uh, be remiss if I did not acknowledge the um uh, inauguration of, of, of Barack Obama of winning the president-elect. So congratulations to Barack Obama and his camp. He ran a, a well-run uh, campaign uh, during the course of this whole ordeal. It's been 21 months, and finally we have an idea what direction this country is going to go in. So congratulations. And i just tell you, it's, uh, it's good to see that. You know, I never gave my insight on, um, on Barack and his... Uh, and in, in winning the the uh, nomination for uh, presidency, since I've been on her, but uh, I'm a huge fan. I've uh, I, I'm proud to say that I, I supported him and his efforts. I think he's just the man to get it done for us. You know, not to say that uh, McCain was. I think he ran a, a brilliant campaign. I thought that he was uh, also a great candidate as well. But I guess the majority won in this situation. So congratulations to him and. And all that he's doing, and I know right now he's getting ready to, to get his team together for who's going to uh, be a part of his uh, his uh, cabinet and, and how he's going to uh, get his administration together. And, you know, right now, hey, if you don't like him, you got to get used to it. If you love him, let's, let's all pray for him and, and, and for the fact that he will be our leader for the next four years and hopefully that he has some great solutions on how to uh, get us out of this economic funk, you know, uh, I think he has a great uh, pedigree in, in terms of uh, where he's come from and great people around him, so we'll see what happens in the near future, so congratulations to him. Also, oh man, the last talk to you people, my life has been uh, in a whirlwind. Oh, my wife, my beautiful, lovely wife, she is touring the world right now, uh, doing her singing her career, she's in somewhere in South America, touring, and Africa, touring. And that leaves me with just me and my son and my the rest of my life. And you know what? I, for you single mothers out there, or any single parents, I give you all the love in the world right now. I take my hat off to you. I bow down to you. I will kiss your feet. My God, this is a job, man. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have an older son, you know, but I didn't have him full-time. But my youngest son, I have him full-time, and he is a handful. Just just getting him ready for school is work. 
it just takes all the energy out of me getting him ready for school. He doesn't want to brush his teeth. He doesn't want to use the bathroom. He doesn't want to get washed. He doesn't want to eat. He doesn't want to take his shirt off. You know what, baby, if you're out there listening to my wife, I, 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 I appreciate you. I may have taken you for granted. I no longer take you for granted. Please, please, I send this out over the radio, radio waves. Help me out, please. I need some advice. If you have any advice, please call in at any point in time where you can IM me at radiobygeorge at yahoo.com. Ah, and on top of that, you know, um, I'm, I am also doing um, uh, a couple shows on Fox Sports Net where I have to fly out to California and every single week. I'm on a plane, and um, I'm starting to forget what time of year it is. It, it was, I know it's cold. I don't know what month it is, but... I know it's getting chilly out, so we got to be right around Thanksgiving time. Um, also, I'm in school still in the bulk of our finals, and I tell you what, I, I really need some help. If you are an operations major or if you've studied MBA, I, I need some help here on my operations assignment. I have a 13-page final that's due uh, coming up soon this Friday that I have yet to start on. So when I, as soon as I'm done with this this uh, program here in an hour, oh, I, I got to get back on it. So my life it never ends. It's just a nonstop uh, uh, whirlwind affair that I'm going through right now. And uh, you know, but hey, life is good. I can't complain. God is good. I, I I'd rather be doing this than nothing at all and twiddling my thumbs and thinking, uh, what am I going to do next? But I'm doing a lot. Um, but it's all going toward a great great thing as far as my career and just really trying to find myself uh, in my second career. And uh, I have to say that it's been, it's been great. I met a lot of great people along the way, and everyone's uh, helping me out um, as far as uh, guiding me and directing me and, and telling me what a good job I'm doing. And hopefully you guys think I'm doing a good job, too. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't be listening or calling in or voicing your opinion. And uh, that's what this forum is about. You know, it's not just about... Um, living, uh, me talking about living a healthy lifestyle, but it's also a forum for people to call in and voice their opinion and and, and really uh, put out there what's on their heart and a uh, way to communicate um, and voice their their opinion or their, their message or whatever it may be. And that's the bulk of our show today is we're going to talk about communication to one another and how we relate. You know, given where we are right now in this nanosecond culture where you have YouTube and um, MySpace and all the other spaces out there where you can create your voice and have your voice heard. I want to hear from you people. What do you think about that? Does, does this help people in terms of communication and, and really getting it out there? You know, as I can tell you what, I, I know from my own experience it hasn't been a great thing because, you know, people want to put your dirt out there and blast you and they hide behind this fictitious name and you know, write dirty messages about you, and then, you know, you really can't respond to them. It, I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings about it. You know, you have your, your Facebook, and, you know, people have put pictures up there that's not really them, and I've heard just horror stories at the horror stories about Facebook. So I want to hear from you people about if this is a great idea or not to to have uh, uh, Facebook. And within that all, 
you know, is, is, it, uh, is, it, is it healthy? You know, you look at how Barack Obama handled his campaign. He used, you know, um, MySpace and, 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 and Facebook to get his message out there to market to the younger demographic. And I guess this is where we're going now. I guess I'm getting older. You know, I, I just no longer, you know, get into the whole gadget and technology thing and taking pictures of people and putting them on the Internet. When is it good? You know, when is it good in terms of what, what's the, the, the benefit of, of having a MySpace page? You know, some people, they use it for such social networking or, or business opportunities. But I don't, I don't know. I don't see it like that. I guess it's just a, a cheap way of hooking up with people and, and, uh, and, you know, for gossip. You know, everything I've gone to, you know, is something gossip-related. Well, I saw Eddie there, and he was doing this, and he wasn't very nice to me. Or better yet, someone saw my show on Fox Sports Net, and they were a Penn State fan. So I was jokingly imitating Joe Paterno and how I loved his Brooklyn accent, and he called me a jackass. <laughs> you know, I'm like, why? He won't put, didn't put his name down or anything. With the coward. You know, you call me a jackass, but I can't rebuttal, you know. But anyway, that's my own little issue. But, you know, it's, I don't know what it's good for. I, w- I really want to know what it's good. And I think at the bottom of the hour or the next quarter of our show, we're going to talk with um, a very our new resident uh, uh, expert, uh, Dr. Uh, what is it, Sybil, Sybil uh, Bennett will come on. She's going to help me correct her name. Hopefully I didn't offend her. And we're going to talk to her about these issue, issues. And um, when we come back in about two minutes, we're going to take a quick break. So when we come back, line up, I want to hear your stories or your input, and just help me out if you have any tips on anything related to uh, dealing with the three-year-old and working at the same time, please, I'm taking on all calls, and I'm listening to, I'm an open vessel at this point in time. I, I'm not afraid of anything. Just please help me out with the situation until my wife gets back. And I tell you what, when she gets back, I'm going to rub her back, her feet. I'm going to massage her temples. I'm going to whisper uh, positive affirmations in her ear and, and telling how wonderful she is because this is no joke. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Bennett and get this show rolling. When we come back in two minutes, y'all. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know what it takes to reach massive success? Do you know that if you change your thinking, you can change your life? The Development Connection with host Amy Himes will give you the keys to reach ultimate success. Each show will feature topics to help you reach personal, career, and business ownership success. And you'll learn how to enlarge your vision to move ahead in life and within your organization. The Development Connection with Amy Himes is live every Monday on Voice America at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Listen today and move forward tomorrow. 
There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. That's right, you heard the number. So use it. Call in. Talk to me. Help me out here. All right, I'm a single parent right now for the next couple of months. I have a three-year-old. I have all this business I have to take care of. Give me some advice. Call in or IME at any point in time. And also, you can also chime in at any point in time when you feel like you want to add something to our, our conversation today or simply just say hello. Call in or IME. All right, so next up on Radio by George are... Our new RBG expert is Ms. Dr. Bennett. She is an executive director of Belmont University's New Century Journalism Program and associate professor of journalism. Prior to her appointment, she was a general assignment reporter and a fill-in anchor for the CBS affiliate Nashville, Tennessee, where she earned two, not one, but two Emmy Awards for her work. Man, I'd love to get one. She started her television career working behind the scenes at ABC in Milwaukee and at CBS in Chicago. In the academy, she's held numerous teaching and administrative positions. She holds a Ph.D. from Vanderbilt, a B.A. in broadcasting and electronic communications from Marquette University. Okay, she was also a fellow management development program. She's also in the fellow management development program at Harvard. So I'd like to introduce to you Miss. Dr. Cybril Bennett. You're on Radio by George. Hello, Eddie George. Hey, How are you? Hey, what's up? How you doing? I hope no. I did you some justice on your uh, your name. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, don't, don't, don't. That. It's all right. My daddy did that to me. It's all right. It's your, all good. Your dad did that to My you? My dad did that to me. It's really simple, <laughs> but it's spelled Cybril. So just call me Dr. Sib and it'll be good. Yeah, well, welcome to the show. I really appreciate um, you calling in. Thank you. Let thank me, you. Let me ask you, uh, first off, technology. Has it brought us closer as a country or as a world um, or not? It most definitely has. I mean, if you think about the book, The World is Flat by Thomas Friedman, what he says is that because of the Internet, truly the world is now flat. We are connected in ways that we've never been connected before. Now, has it negatively impacted us? Of course it has because a lot of the face-to-face communication has now been minimized to text messaging, as you well know. Mm -hmm. So 
we are losing some, we are gaining more, we hope. You know, time will tell us, obviously, what technology at this point in history will be remembered for. But yes, it's good. Yes, it's bad. But I hope, in my mind's eye, it's more good than bad. Now, when you say it's good, how is it good? In what ways? It's good in connections. I mean, you think about the, the Gina 6, when that incident happened down in Louisiana. Because of technology, you had radio talk show hosts like Tom Joyner and Michael Bazden who were able to start a grassroots effort of, you know, unimaginable proportion when you think about grassroots efforts. Mm-hmm. You can reach more people through MySpace, through Facebook, through IMing, through text, etc. Um, clearly, you mentioned our president-elect, Barack Obama, utilizing the same types of tools. He was able to reach people and get donations as well, big and small, through his website mm-hmm. that added to you know an enormous cachet, the highest in history, obviously. But the point being, because you now have access, you now have more tools to reach people, that isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, and so, and for as far as the bad things, like like I mentioned, uh, you know, putting the gossip websites out there, uh, using it to to entice people as far as relationships. I mean, I don't know. I, I just felt like that's not a very good thing. You know, I think you should go back to the old ways of just texting and or just calling people. You know. But, you know, each time a new technology replaces the old, you are going to have some people who still utilize them. You know, the older generation still reads newspapers. Mm-hmm. You know, the heyday for newspapers was November the 4th. No, excuse me, November the 5th, the day after the election. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. a newspaper. You're right. So it isn't a matter of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. What I keep trying to teach and train, I teach a lot about facilitating change. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all got this old school mindset if we're about 40 and older. Then 40 and younger, you've got a whole different mindset. But you can't throw out either one. It's, a, it's not an either or. It's an and situation. The Long Tail, another book by Chris Anderson, talks a lot about this and proposition. Mm-hmm. People, I, I talk about even with diversity. It isn't that you have all men at the table and you say, okay, five of you have to get up so a woman can sit down. It's why can't you pull up an extra chair or some extra chairs to add them. Mm. So that you have a balance of expertise and understanding at that table. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with old and new media. So, you know, you might say, yes, I prefer to talk on the phone. Well, you still have that option. You can still pick up the cell phone. You're just nine times out of ten not going to pick up a landline necessarily. You know, or if you have access to a computer, you might sign on to Skype, S-K-Y-P-E dot com, Skype dot com, where you can actually have a video conference with someone and actually look at the person with whom you're speaking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just have more options. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But you know what? But it almost makes, you know, calling somebody obsolete because I, I know from my own experience, I'm in I'm in a, a, a executive program, master's program at Kellogg right now. Uh-huh. And within my group, we, um, we don't, we hardly talk on the phone. Everything is through text messaging, IMing, or sending out um, attachments for emails. And, you know, I'm not crazy computer savvy. I, don't have, I barely have time to, to eat, let alone sit here and type up uh, you know, text messages. I'd rather just say what I have to say and hang up the phone. You know, so it, I, it really cuts down, you know, especially within the group setting, uh, the way you communicate and the way that you... I think it just, I don't know, I think it just takes away from the, the, the old school flavor of a nice, intimate conversation you know, versus text messaging. You know what I mean? Well, 
I think that there's obviously room for that as well. But if you think about a class project and working with students, they're from all over the country, true? Your classmates yes. are from all over. So the Internet makes it easier to communicate, whether near or far. So, you know, if you're working on a paper, you can use Google Documents now and share that information. Everybody has a chance to communicate. In terms of personal relationships, that's a whole other category. You know, you would hope people understand the value of touching literally and touching virtually. It's two different types of touches. So, yes, people are utilizing the, the new tools more, again, but hopefully in terms of relationships, people are using common sense and saying, you know what, I need to spend time with this person face-to-face. Right. But for those who can't, for soldiers in Iraq, for people who have to work in other parts of the country, the Internet and subsequent tools are making it easier to stay in touch. You said your wife is out of town right now. Yes. So if you want to see her, you know, if you've got Skype and she's got Skype, you guys can see each other video to video. I know they just added on Gmail as well a video component. So really? if you have a laptop or computer with a camera on it or just go to Walmart or Target and purchase a camera, now you can see her. Uh-huh. And so that, you know, you said daughter, right, three-year-old little girl? Uh, little boy. Little boy. So your son can see his mom. You know what? I did not think about that. Yeah, no, you're just yeah. frazzled. See, the, see, the, see, this is why. See, this this is good stuff right here. I'm getting educated about this. this is, now, if he sees his mom, everything he can sit there and they can communicate back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I have an IM uh, from a guy named Jake. Uh, does the world being flat, so to speak, make it easier for people to grow to group up? Like those who are into gossip now have a whole new way of way to group up, or those who are prejudiced being able to connect better with each other? Well, that's in any given situation. I mean, everybody has a choice with whom they're going to socialize. So all this is, basically, if you look at it, another set of nightclubs or social clubs or whatever. You know, we've always had different social clubs. There's nothing new Mm -hmm. about people choosing to be with people they want to be with. You just have more choices and now more ways to reach different groups. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that this can separate people rather than bring them together? I mean, you, you find people that love your like-mindedness, and, you know, you're more inept to just be uh, around that one group, that one sector of people. Don't you think that this separates uh, us that much farther rather than unite us as a I mean, more diverse I mean, people? It depends how you look at it, too, Eddie, because, I mean, you know, glasses half full or glasses half empty. I mean, this could give you more ways to connect with the people who are like-minded so that you can elect a president-elect like Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use it for good, you can use it for bad, but you have a choice. America's a free country. So the separation, if I choose to be with green people, blue people, red people, that's my choice anyway. Mm-hmm. So the Internet is just giving me another way to communicate with them. You know, yes, is there a downside? Of course, you've got hate groups and things like that that now can organize differently, mm-hmm. but they were still going to get their message across whether they had to go door-to-door or virtually come to you through the internet, you know, I find it um, uh, amazing when you said when you mentioned about the forty, like, being forty and up versus in the being forty and, and younger. Mm-hmm. That those forty and younger have a different perspective on such social networking through the internet, Facebook, MySpace, and what have you. And those that are over forty, mm-hmm. they don't. That is totally different, and that's so true because I um, I work with a group of moms, uh, the NFL Mothers Players Association. Um, they're they're on a program right now, taking them through a lifestyle change challenge. And one of the new components we added to the challenge was using the social network uh, platform mm-hmm. to communicate to one another and build a community 
uh, of healthy uh, of a healthy consciousness, uh, body, mind, and spirit. And they, uh, it is like pulling teeth to get them to do this. Well, because you know? it's not what they're used to doing. I mean, the biggest example I give is my generation grew up with Atari. You remember, pong, pong, yes, pong. <laughs> hours of endless excitement. It was mind numbing. Now, mind you, our time and attention were different then. This generation has grown up on Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo, and so much information. It's an overload. You want to talk about the negativity or the the challenges? Time and attention. There's another. I read a lot. I'm an avid reader. There's another book called The Age of Access by Jeremy Rifkin. And in that book, he talks about how time and attention have now been commoditized. You are now fighting for people's time and attention. Even with a show like this, trying to get people to be still enough to listen to something for more than, what, five minutes? No doubt. You know, our attention spans are shorter. Is that a good thing, though? I have great concern. I mean, it goes back to yet another book, Amusing Ourselves to Death by Neil Postman. When video came out and replaced text, to an extent, as our primary form of communication, that changed the way our brains function. Mm-hmm. Now things are happening so fast, arguably the way that we read, if we read at all, because trying to get people to read now is difficult. No question. Because you have to listen to it. Yeah, you've got to sit down. So, yes, I mean, to answer your question, yes, there's, there's a true effect. What it is long-term, I don't know. Am I concerned? Yes, I'm extremely concerned. Because one of the things, too, another author, Clayton Christensen, talks about is that we in America don't have motivation anymore. Right. We're not motivated because we're so prosperous. Exactly. So that, that brings up this point. Does, uh-huh. does the, these vehicles like the Facebooks and MySpace and everything else support this current mindset that we have? That's true, but, Eddie, you can use MySpace and Facebook to, Facebook to market you know, once I get myself truly organized and together, you know, I have so many people on Facebook. I have so many people on Twitter. I have so many different people, audiences to reach. Say I have 300 followers on Twitter. I don't have about 100. But I've got 100 people following me on Twitter. I've got so many on Facebook. I've got so many on email. I've got so many on my personal directory. I can then aggregate, put all those people together and market my seminars to them. Then they can market them to their friends and so on and so on and so on. So in that sense, if you utilize Facebook and MySpace as tools, even for your radio talk show, you can reach them through emailing them, through sending pictures, through a blog. It's just a different way to communicate. It's no different, and John Siegenthaler talked about the pamphleteers mm-hmm. you know, years ago. They were handing out pamphlets to get their stories out there. The blogs are the same way. MySpace and Facebook, same type of thing. If you think about them as marketing tools, mm-hmm. and you really need to, by the way, because you know with MySpace and Facebook – Future employers are Googling you. You know, even when you go to talk to other athletes, you need to tell them they need to be on their P's and Q's because now you have a permanent virtual record of whatever you say and do. Really? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> hey, I hope y'all heard that out there. I mean, Repeat that one more time. <laughs> you are, I'm going to Google you while I'm sitting here at my computer uh-huh. to see what pops up on Eddie George. You need to be aware, even if you are a high school or college athlete and you make some type of flippant, irreverent remark, and you think it's in a va- you know just, just isolated, quiet, if your college newspaper or local AP, whatever, puts that story on the Internet, that is now internationally accessible, and it's now a virtual archive, a virtual print of something that you've said, whether you said it 10 years ago, 10 days ago. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. 
Yeah, and so a future employer can find out if Eddie George is a hothead or if he has a reputation as X, Y, or Z. Mm. And so now that's there. And it's, and it's accurate to the T. It may not be accurate, but, I mean, if you spoke, if, if it's your words and you were either videotaped or audio taped or text by a reporter, uh, excuse me, transcript written by a reporter, story written by a reporter, that's going to be there. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. So, hey, use use what you got. Use the network. IM me or call in any point in time so we can take your questions. When we come back in two minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com you're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. That's right. You're on with me and Dr. Bennett. We're talking about all the ways that you can communicate. And that's right. You can't communicate with me by calling in that number, 866-472-5787 that you see on your screen, or you can IM me at radio by, at radio by George at yahoo.com. 
Now, Dr. Bennett, we were just talking off-air a little bit about uh, your own personal experience um, with uh, this new technology and how it's been. You teach this stuff, correct? Correct. Now, uh, just tell us, what is what is it that you teach? I teach a course called Online Journalism, and I was scared to death of it, Eddie, to be honest, because yeah. I've been teaching it. This is my, it'll be my third year in the spring, third time teaching it, and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was intimidated by the technology. I'm a broadcast news reporter by trade, which means I didn't touch the camera, I didn't edit, I was on air, I was a talent in front of the camera. And so the thought of learning how to edit, the thought of learning how to shoot, all those things intimidated me. Now, recently, there's a new camera called the Flip Camera, F-L-I-P, the Flip Camera. You can get them on eBay now cheap, but you can also get them at Walmart. And this little camera will allow you to shoot 60 minutes of videotape. It has a USB connected to the camera. So all you do is literally, just like you do a USB, external drive, zip, whatever, you Mm -hmm. plug it into the computer, whatever video you have on that camera downloads into the computer. There's actual software on this little flip camera as well. So you don't have to know mad editing skills. You don't have to be an editing genius or extraordinaire. You can now edit a decent video. The camera isn't long range. You have to be close. It does decent sound. It's YouTube quality, and you can just go from there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just not that difficult. Now, am I saying to utilize it at every turn? No, excuse me. My students and I are always discussing this because you don't really want to use the flip camera for a major event that you know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. However, if you're at Virginia Tech, God forbid, and a gunman opens fire and you get the cell phone camera video like the one student did, and then that cell phone camera video went out internationally. Because that's what you have. You use what you have in your hand. Uh-huh. So the storytelling, you still need to be, in terms of journalism, you still need to be able to tell a good story. You still need to be able to write. You still need the ethics. And that's what our program is founded on, based mm-hmm. on, is ethics. You need to understand how to make a right decision, how to ask the right question, what questions to ask. But the tools, the distribution, mm-hmm. all that stuff is changing on a daily basis. Yeah, you, it's, it's funny you mention that because it does change the way uh, information is given out. You know, no longer, like you said, the newspapers are struggling because of this new technology. How would uh, the newspapers, magazines, um, the traditional ways of communication in terms of writing, how, how, how does that affect their business? How can they respond to uh, this, this new way of, uh, of communication? Well, you know, it's disrupted their business completely. Yeah. You know, they got blindsided. It, it kills their business model. Most definitely, because, you know, television primarily received most of their income from advertising. You know, I I teach a course called The Business of News as well next semester, and in that course, we're very fortunate the local, a lot of local media managers come in and tell our students specifically what's happening in the business of news. And fundamentally, Eddie, what happened was we had all of our eggs in one basket, Mm -hmm. and the basket broke, you know, subscription-based on the newspaper side, yes, they had advertisement as well. Then Craigslist came in as a disruptive technology. Craigslist came on the Internet with free classified ads, mm-hmm. taking newspapers completely by surprise. So now it's a matter of being flexible. It's a matter of letting your audience in. Traditional media kept the audience out. Mm-hmm. You would have to call a news station or call a newspaper and say, Mr. Newspaper, Miss TV Station, would you please be so kind as to tell my story for me? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, now that, you know, I think of Wimpy and a hamburger. You know, may I please have a hamburger and I'll kindly repay you on Tuesday. But the point being is that <laughs> now the audience has power. 
And yes. you have to respect it. We are now facilitators. I don't care if you're a reporter or a professor or a teacher, whomever. You are now a facilitator. People can Google what's in my mind in five minutes. What they can't get to in terms of the younger generation is my wisdom. They can't get to your experience, Eddie. Mm-hmm. You've played professional football. You have experience that will benefit a Vince Young. Hello, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But anyway, <laughs> you have experience and wisdom because you've been where they've got to go. And so right. in terms of reporting and, and finding out how to get a story, where to get a story, those types of things I can teach the students. In terms of the factual information, a lot of that they can now Google. Mm-hmm. So if newspapers, TV, et cetera, would understand their new role, they could then become a resource, a network, a link. Mm-hmm. When you come on the website, if they come to your webpage, Radio by George, and they visit your website, nine times out of ten they're going to visit one page. They may not come in through the front page. You know, They may not come in the front door of the house. They may come in the back door. They may come up the window. They may come up the fire escape. People are going to get access to information the way they want to. Every website page needs to be branded. If I'm going to go through your site, you've got to brand every page. I need contact information on every page. What makes people matter than a hornet is when they want something specific and they have to dig to find it. In particular, contact information. Mm-hmm. How can I reach you? And if I want to call you, what is the number? I am old school. I prefer to call you right. than necessarily email or text, but some people will tell you what they prefer. So that's a long answer to a, to a very good question. But the whole business model in news media is changing and has changed. I'll give you a real quick example about, I guess it was what, a year ago or so, there was a major story about you know John Ford when he was sentenced, and one of the stations teased that story. It was about 4.45, right before news time. They teased the story. Well, as soon as I heard the story teased, I Googled, Googled it. The Tennessean had it already up on the web. So now there was no need for me to watch local news because the very story that you were teasing, I already know the answer to. I don't need you the same way that I used to. Mm. And I keep trying to tell local media that. Stop teasing a story and leading your audience away from you. They don't have any reason to watch you if you tell them what you're going to do. Yeah, no no question. It, it, it takes away, really, uh, a, a job from people. Hello. <laughs> you know, you want to keep, you want to be different and have uh, your differentiation within the marketplace. You, you've got to show your expertise. And if you can't speak it, you can get that information on the website or some other place. It makes pretty much your job obsolete. You, you, you no longer are relevant in, exactly. in the society that we're, that we're living in. You know, and speaking of that, you know, now people, um, they're their own reporters. You know, you uh-huh. look at you look at it uh, from their perspective. You know, they're not trained journalists. No, they're contributors. You know, you, See, that's right. our fault. So, so what is your opinion on on bloggers? I have no problem with bloggers. Some bloggers, I'm a blogger as well. Some bloggers are former journalists. Some are, but some and they aren't. Identify themselves as such. There are others who are just private citizens who are blogging. The challenge is an identity crisis that is perpetuated by the media. Instead of us as media saying there's no such thing, quote-unquote, as a citizen journalist unless you're a trained journalist, you're a contributor. And so language is getting us hung up. Remember when Hurricane Katrina happened and they called them refugees initially? Yes. It was a very devastating term. I hated it. It made the hair on the back of my neck stand up because I was trying to figure out why are they using that language. Mm-hmm. Well, in the same vein, why are you calling someone a private citizen a citizen journalist? They're a contributor. They're contributing. They're an eyewitness. They're giving you information for that one particular story. You know, we are training students to be journalists. Now, in our profession, you can't get licensed, First Amendment issues, freedom of the press, 
all those issues come into play when you think about being licensed like a real estate agent, for example. Mm-hmm. And so we're not able to license people. But user-generated content is fine. People coming out there giving us information, that leads us to better stories and more information about the stories we're covering. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You know, I'm looking at, uh, when I watch CNN now, mm-hmm. I've noticed that they've embraced this, this, this new way of communication. In fact, the they've created a whole segment. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, their show where it comes across the ticker on the bottom of somebody blogging something or typing something or giving their opinion about something uh, that they've said on the show across the screen. So it, it is it is reaching into, I guess, the, the mainstream media, and they've embraced it. You look at uh, NBC. Mm-hmm. They are uh, now you can get all their shows off of online at any point in time, but you have to watch the advertisement. So they're trying to figure out a way they can tie in and, and be – They'll stay relevant mm-hmm. in this whole in this whole situation. You know? We have to pay for it. You're yeah. going to ha- you're going to have ads one way or another. Cable is the only model right now that was smart enough to have multiple revenue streams. Yes. You know, you subscribe to Comcast. You know, whether you love them or hate them, you know, the bottom line is they've got subscription fees. They've got pay on you know pay per view subscription fees. They've got ads. They've got just multiple revenue streams coming in at any given time. So, therefore, their business model is more sound than the other media, mm-hmm. you know, which is scary but true. Right. You right. know, and they're even, you know, cable channels are now, you know, playing ABC, CBS, NBC, and all those guys are now in network discussions saying, hey, we need to be compensated for our programming. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're getting paid, you know, I'm paying a cable subscription and you're showing my channel on your cable as a cable provider, I should then be compensated for the use of my programming since you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. And so the networks are now in discussions with the cable channels, cable networks trying to, cable companies, excuse me, trying to get them to compensate them for allowing them to utilize their programming. Mm-hmm. So what's next? I mean, now you have the Skype, you can, you can see people, you have Facebook stuff. I also saw on CNN where they had the... Um, uh, what was that? The uh, hologram. I, oh um, yeah, they did the hologram the other day. That was election. crazy. I, I couldn't believe that. That was like yeah, seen out of uh, Star Wars or Star uh-huh. Trek. That's uh-huh. so. Where are we headed with this whole thing? What, what, is, what is it? You know, there's just so much out there, Eddie. There's so many different ways we can go. I will share Amy Webb, and she's got her website is mydigimedia m y d i g i dot com m y d i g i dot com. But Amy Webb talked at the Online News Association conference out in D.C., and actually she'll be on our campus here in February for a conference we're having. Anyway, she's talking about barcodes, man, barcodes. You know the codes that you scan groceries with? Yes. They're talking about now those codes will be embedded on, say, a flyer or embedded, say, in the newspaper. Now, okay. Have, well, let's let's, let's stay on that same track and talk about barcodes. You want to take a quick break? Okay. We come back. We're going to finish it up. And please feel free to call in if you have any questions or comments. You got the number, you got the IM, so we'll talk to you in about two minutes. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. That's right. Welcome back to Radio by George. I'm joined with Dr. Bennett, and we are talking about the way to communicate where we're headed now in terms of uh, Facebook and MySpace and all these other crazy things that are out there to communicate. Now we're talking about codes. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure about these barcodes. That sounds a little crazy to me. Now, please explain what the barcode is. And what you do and what you get off of this stuff. Well, I'm going to just explain. I have enough information to be dangerous. That's why I tell people all the time. <laughs> I'm learning on the fly as well. So, And that's the other thing, too. You talk about information, et cetera. It's overwhelming. And you know what? Wait a minute. I'm Googling now as we speak because I've got to give you the right website address. Okay. But anyway, with the barcode, the scan code is mydigimedia.com. Excuse me. I said mydigi. Mydigimedia.com. Basically, what the notion of the barcode is is that it's embedded, say, in a newspaper. And if you have an iPhone currently and you take a picture of that barcode with your camera, in other words, you're scanning that barcode with your camera, whatever information is embedded in that code goes into your phone. So if it's a coupon for a store, for example, you know, it might be a Starbucks coupon or, or JCPenney or whatever, whatever coupon or whatever information is embedded, maybe it's directions to a party or you know, a band is playing locally, and you're trying to get people to come and be interested in that band, that's what the barcode will do. You know, in terms of telling stories, you know, you can tell your readers, hey, you get points by scanning these barcodes at the end of the month. You've got so many points, you win a prize or win a free subscription or, you know, something tangible for taking the time to utilize the barcodes. Now, in Asia, they're already using the barcodes in different ways. Really? So So how many ways are they using them? You know, honestly, I have no earthly idea. I'm going off consultant Amy Webb's presentation, but she just said, you know, clearly we're behind. I mean, overall, everybody knows that. The world is flat. The book talks about how behind we are in the United States, primarily because of our capitalistic system. We have to always figure out how to make money off everything. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is monetary. So for us, we're slower because we have to sustain it. You know, TV news right now is struggling to sustain itself. Newspapers are struggling to sustain themselves. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but be not deceived. Newspapers are still making money. They're just not making as much money as they used to make. Yeah. You know, yeah, they used it, to make it, it, a yeah. whole lot of money. They're just not making the same amount of money that they made, you know, 10, 20 years ago. That means they have to adjust their budgets and everything else and lay off people. Probably. Exactly. Yeah, just change their fixed costs to variable costs and stuff like that. Oh, you go, boys. Yes, hey, you know, hey, that's that that's Kellogg coming out. Come on, come on, come on. Bring it, bring it, bring it. But anyway, um, um, my point was, I forgot where I was going. I got so excited. I could apply one of my principles to the show. Um, uh, the, 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 the way to communicate, you know, I, I was just also looking at GM, uh, got on YouTube and did a plea for a bailout um, on, on YouTube, which, is, which I find absolutely crazy because here is a company, you know, that's in dire need of, of, of change right now. They need help. And they are using YouTube to communicate with their uh, what they're trying to, to get done, I guess, to the government and the reason well, for it. Why so, not? You know, everybody's there. You can reach a mass audience. It's free. You know, this is the thing. People are afraid of free. You know, mm-hmm. they they think free lacks quality. It's cheap. Yeah, they think exactly. Free lacks credibility. Well, it depends who is doing it. If I'm the New York Times and I embed a YouTube video that we have shot that we have done, I'm reaching a mass international audience. Mm -hmm. The BBC, for example, when they put their news on the Internet, they have it translated into 40 different languages. What does that mean? 40 different revenue streams in terms of advertising, and you're reaching a much larger audience. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to think about things differently. Branding is important. You know, Eddie George, you are branded. You are a brand. Exactly. Your name is a brand. Your image is a brand. So, no, Eddie may not make money on the radio show, but Eddie can now make money putting pictures of himself on a T-shirt and merchandise that right. or sell cups or playing cards or whatever else Eddie wants Wine to Wine or, or cologne, yeah. face yeah. products, you know, fruit juices, yeah, you know, all that stuff. You can yeah. take it whichever way you want to take it. Exactly. But the point is we have to fundamentally start thinking differently. I keep telling people any job that can be outsourced and or offshored will be. And the world is flat talks a lot about that. A great example is in India, they don't have resources. They don't have tangible resources like oil no. or something to trade. What they have in India, they decided, was going to be intellectual capital. Yep. So they put all their investment in education. Mm-hmm. So now you've got all these computer scientists, developers, and engineers who are better prepared than Americans because Americans got caught up in the entertainment instead of education. You know, we've changed our whole trajectory. As a country, you know, we're being Britney Spears to death. Oh, As a result, we are ceding our advantage. Mm -hmm. So now you've got developers, computer developers in India who are asked, for example, to do something with Tom and Jerry. This is in the book, The World is Flat. They had never seen, for example, episodes of Tom and Jerry. Well, now they can Google it on YouTube and see episodes and then develop new shows. Yeah, it's it's changed everything uh, in the entertainment business as well. But don't you think, like, again, this... Way of uh, of living and how we communicate. You talked about the barcode in the cell phone. Now, how how long before it will be embedded into people? And and this is the only way. You know, we, we think that okay, we're behind the times. We need to adjust to to the time now. But if we get codes into our system, into our bodies, mm-hmm. they can potentially you know lock you out from everything. The way that you live, eat sleep, how you operate in, in society. I mean, don't you, don't you see it that way, being more controlled 
and where we are now based off of technology and how they're using technology? Again, it can be used for good or for bad. Of course, there are great concerns about how if we go into this embedded chip mode, so to speak, that you scan yeah. your hand or your wrist, excuse me, or your cell phone. Yeah, I mean, I, just the other day I, I saw on a commercial this child, um, was, was her mom was out at the park and she couldn't find her child, so she pulled out this little device and she uh, located where she was. She was behind a bush, but, you know, it's, it's scary to think that this is, what, this is how it's being positioned as a way of safety and convenience and uh, the way to communicate when really to communicate, we really don't. I mean, this is where we are now, but I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's just really um, it just, it's disturbing because you do have a lot of sick minds out, minds out there, and, and, and I think that for, um, for, for this situation, yeah, you have it for good, the way to market, the way to do business, but it can be used, it can be manipulated, and it can be used for, um, to, to take advantage of a lot of people. Without a doubt. I mean, but yeah. then again, that mother was thrilled that she found her child. So, you know, again, the, the utility, it, anything that we use can be used for good or evil. I mean, anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's all in the application, the implementation. So I can't be mad at the technology. You know what I'm saying? The technology is there to clone. Do I agree with cloning? Personally, I do not. Mm-hmm. But the technology is there, and some believe that there are some good uses for that, so they do what they have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, do I agree? No. Am I going to utilize that? No. Is that something I look forward to being involved in? No. However, is there utility there? I don't know. Mm, interesting. You know, but you never know what's going to benefit and what's going to be to our downfall. Mm-hmm. So, But you have to be open-minded to learn about what's out there, whether you agree with it or not. No question. I, and I agree. And I'm going to make it an effort to learn more about to communicate, especially with the Skype thing, I think that is that's awesome. I'm not huge. I'm not a huge Skype user because I'm still. Yeah, but again, Gmail. Gmail just came out with the same video chat too. Yeah. Well, now to explain this to me. What is the difference between you know uh, Twitter and my MySpace, Facebook? What What is the the difference? What do you get from from a Facebook versus a MySpace and so forth? I don't get all that. Well, you get more depth from Facebook. I mean, Twitter is in 100. 40 characters or less, what are you doing now? Twitter's utility for news in particular is breaking news. If you find out or if you're somewhere and, oh, there's a gunman inside, you know, this bank on this corner, uh-huh. and that goes out to your friends in your Twitter network, and say some of them are journalists as well, well, you've just alerted the public to a story because now that's going to go out over different news outlets. Mm-hmm. You know, I use Twitter. I've got CNN breaking news. I've got the Chicago Tribune because I'm from the Chicago area. That's my home, you know, town area. I've got the Sun-Times. And then I'm following some new media friends to find out what they're thinking, find out what they're working on. So Twitter is more instantaneous. Twitter, to me, is more instant messaging-type text situation, whereas MySpace is much more in-depth where if I want to lay out my pictures and all types of things in a more permanent archive, so to speak. It's more of a storage space of information, so people can kind of look through and see my photo album. They can kind of look through and get access to more information. If I'm having a gathering or something, I can put that information on my Facebook page. Okay. Um, I don't use Facebook a whole, whole lot. I use Twitter more than I use Facebook because Twitter's quicker, down, and dirty. And you can take pictures on Twitter as well. Okay, Dr. Bennett, if anybody has any questions they want to ask you, can they uh, get to you through IM or, or, a, um, or a MySpace page or something? Um, you can email me, D-R-S-Y-B, Dr. Sib 7 at gmail.com, Dr. Sib 7 g 
gmail.com. Just D-R-S-Y-B, the number seven, at gmail.com. All right, you heard it. That's our show for the day. I want to thank Dr. Bennett for her time and talking about the world of, uh, of MySpace and how to communicate. I'm Eddie George, and I'm telling you, have a safe one, and we're out. Until next week, peace. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.